podcast where we have honest discussions and practical tips uh, just about all different kinds of things in life. And uh, thank you for joining. We uh, typically have guests on here, but tonight I wanted to record one um, and I hope to have some some guests in the future. I've uh, reached out to a few people, um, a few experts in the field, and hope to get something scheduled this next month um, with a, a couple of experts in the field. But um, in the meantime, I just have something that's been on my mind and heart and um, haven't been able to let it go. So I just need to um, share what I've got in my mind. Um, it's some of the podcasts that we have are going to be a little more lighthearted, and tonight is not one of them. Um, I I hope and pray that, you know, with the podcast, with any of the episodes, um, who, whomever is listening, like, that you'll find peace and hope um, in your journey and just know that you're not alone. Um, I know that there's going to be different people from all walks of life listening, and I appreciate that, and the, the goal is that, you know, even if if you aren't going through this thing or things, you the, the likelihood of you knowing someone that is, is, is very likely. Um, so, I wanted to uh, just share, like I said, what I have on, on my mind tonight with all of this. Um, I always run the... the you know, debate in my mind of like, okay, my baby's asleep. What do I do now? Do I read? Do I record a podcast? Do I clean the house? And tonight it's podcast time. So um, again, thanks for joining and please feel free to leave a comment and share and um, yeah, keep keep learning along this journey. Um, so yeah, tonight um, I wanted to talk about something that has been on my heart for a very long time. Um, honestly, it's, I have always felt the calling, the extra amount of compassion, um, whatever you want to call it, um, to be an encouragement and support to women, um, that don't feel empowered to make decisions. And, I think that all of us probably have struggled with that, like at, at different points in our lives. But when I was, goodness, maybe 15 or 16, I read a book called Echoes of Mercy by Nancy Alcorn, and she is the founder of Mercy Ministries of America, and they actually have uh, Mercy Ministries of Canada, and I supported their ministry the whole time while I was working. Um, And that book seriously was one of the most life-changing books that I've ever read. Um, The founder worked in the prison system and often saw some of the same young women coming back through the system. Like they would would get out, try to get their life back on track, and then they would end up repeating the cycle. and when I read that book, it just really resonated with me. And I think since then, it just kind of 
opened my eyes to just the really big need that goes on in the world. And um, this past week, I finished reading Sarah Bessie's book called Jesus Feminist, which is a really good book, by the way. Um, both of those books I highly recommend. I'll see if I can put links to them in the in the show notes. Um, and if not, I'll, I'll write the titles down at least so you, you guys can have that. Um, but Sarah Bessie, um, I'm in the book club that meets out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I love the book club. It's been great, and the people in there have been incredibly encouraging, and, you know, we're from different walks of life, so it's really good to bounce ideas off of each other, and um, it's just been a really cool thing um, to discuss. And so the chapter that just, <laughs> the <laughs> one of the group leaders asked, you know, well, what did you feel like with this particular chapter? And chapter 10 makes me cry. It makes me angry. It makes me want to go solve the world's problems. And I know that, you know, on the latter, like, I I can't do that. Um, Which is one of the reasons that my my hope and prayer is that whoever's listening tonight, like, if, if some of this, if any of this speaks to you, and gives you an ounce of courage to keep moving forward and to seek assistance, then I'm beyond happy. And I don't think that it needs to stop there. Um, I, I think that there's a lot of things that I still need to do and get involved in and work through. But chapter 10 of, of Sarah Bessie's book was talking about um, just the mistreatment of women. And one in three women are subjected to physical or sexual violence by an intimate partner or sexual nonviolence from a non-partner, according to the World Health Organization. And according to their statistics, not a lot has changed in the past 10 years. And I, you know, I read those stats and it's just incredibly overwhelming like the women in our group we were talking and it's it's incredibly overwhelming to know sometimes what to do um and you know we we talk about I I come from if you've listened to other podcast episodes you know this like I came from a very conservative Christian background um and I absolutely am still Christian I don't hold to all the conservative beliefs anymore and one of the things that I have changed the most in over the past, I would say, five years, um, has been the aspects of what Christian women are supposed to do, their roles, um, how those have been defined, and how they shouldn't be defined. So I'm, I've deconstructed and reconstructed, and I'm still on that journey of discovering um but it's been it's been one of those things that I don't think that gets talked a lot about in um Christian circles like honestly um I hadn't talked a lot about it until I started having friends go through some stuff and so tonight um just really want to focus in on the area of domestic abuse and 
this, again, this podcast is not by any means any kind of legal advice or anything. This is just me sharing stories and experiences of things that I have come across and in an effort to learn more and discover more and just empower other women um, along this journey. So by all means, um, and I'll go through and give disclaimers (laughs) through the the podcast and and little helpful tidbits, but um, if you find yourself in the middle of physical or sexual violence or both, um, like, please, please, please seek some kind of help. Um, talk to a therapist, go talk to the law enforcement, take notes, tell a friend, do what you can. Um, I will advise, and this is just my personal advice, um, I know some churches might be getting better about this, but from what I have experienced with my friends and family is that the church is not equipped to handle the aspects of domestic abuse. And that's just the fact of the matter. Pastors are reading books that a lot of the books are very male-centric. They're written by a specific group of males, and they're just very biased. And I'm not saying that some of those books don't have good things in them, um, but I don't think that going to your local church is always the best step. I think you do need a support system, and... um, so, well, I'll get through. I don't want to get too sidetracked on all that. But, um, yes, please please seek professional help from people that actually specialize in the, in the area. And like I said, the only reason I'm sharing what I have come across tonight is um, there are a lot of times in my life, like I, I'm a pretty peaceable person most of the time. So it's not until a crisis hits that I like interrupting my peace <laughs> and I like interrupting my world. I like routines. I'm very methodical. Um, I enjoy learning about different things, but when it comes to the when it comes to things of conflict and crisis and all that, in all honesty, I tend to avoid those things because I like people to be peaceful and happy and and I'm not like a hyper person so um yeah I don't have that kind of energy but I just enjoy it when people are calm and peaceful and that's just not the case with this kind of thing and you know sometimes you just really don't think that you're gonna have to deal with something well and I did and and naively um until (laughs) Till crap happens and you find yourself in a or I I do for myself I can't speak for other people but I have found myself in these situations of just kind of being in complete shock and not knowing what to do and 
So let's let me start with the the side of things um, with books. If you find yourself, especially like again, I'm going to talk about it from the Christian perspective, just because that's that's how I grew up, and that's I still hold to some of that. But here's what I've I've deconstructed, um, and I appreciate the people in the field that are plowing forward with this. Um, so Leslie Vernick. Um, she has a ton of videos on YouTube and she talks about the different types of abuse and she is one of the first people that I've ever read from a Christian perspective that actually talks about it and talks about things in detail and talks about how to set boundaries and work through things and she doesn't fault women for leaving if they need to and I think that that's one of the things that I have balked about in a lot of the so-called Christian books like the Christian bestsellers like Love and Respect and His Needs, Her Needs and Every Man's Battle and those kind of things and when I went seeking answers and I'll say this like my husband and I have been married for going on 12 years we have a good marriage overall. Um, we've Honestly, we've had a great marriage overall. But we've also had some really rocky times sometimes. If you're in a relationship with someone for any amount of time, you're going to deal with stuff. That's life. I get that. Um, but when I went seeking answers for some of the things that we were working through, I found myself getting more and more upset and angry and feeling guilty and I set stuff aside and didn't finish reading the books and I ended up talking to two of my um, friends, mentors, um, women that are just, I respect their opinion but they are not, they are incredibly kind, incredibly um loving people but they also don't put up with nonsense <laughs> and and I really appreciate um, I, I appreciate them walking me through some of the questions that I had because I think sometimes um, you just need a, you need a perspective and it was very good that I had that in my life but I know some women don't um, so I guess my first tip <laughs> Well, I'm going to have a lot of tips, and I'm, I'm a bit disorganized tonight because, like I said, this was something that's just been on my heart. So um, I don't have it all written out sequentially. But the, the idea of, you know, trying to go and find answers from a Christian book and then finding yourself more angry and upset and feeling more guilty than you did when you started out, something's wrong with that. So I greatly appreciate and I'm so thankful for people like Sheila Gregor. Um, she has a blog called To Love, Honor, and Vacuum. I highly recommend it. There are certain things that I, you know, you're, you're, I tell everybody all the time, you're not going to agree with everything that somebody else says unless you're completely brainwashed. Um, but for the most part, I absolutely agree and have felt validated by some of the things that she said and I've been learning from her. 
Um, she has a podcast called the Bear Marriage Podcast. And recently, um, I think just this past week, had an episode come out about direct communication. Because some of the things in the Christian books, um, even the ones that I grew up in, or read like during our premarital counseling and all that, I didn't recognize some of the, honestly, some of just the really misogynistic language in there until a problem happened. And then I go back and I start reviewing some of the things of like conflict resolution and all this. And I'm like, okay, so the idea of some of these books on conflict resolution or setting boundaries is a lot of guilt placed on the wife or the woman in the relationship to be more, do more, be more respectful. Um, maybe, maybe you should lose weight so you know he's more attracted to you. Maybe you should do this. Maybe you should do that. You shouldn't undermine his ego, and all of these things that are honestly. And and I'm not, I'm not a man basher. I love my husband. I love different men in my life. Like I, some of my best employers have been men. Um, and I have a little boy, like, and I, whom I adore and love more than anything in the whole wide world or anyone. Like I, I think that having good, healthy relationships is great. Um, but reading these books, I just got so frustrated and I didn't know really why until I started reading Leslie Vernick and Sheila Gregor and people like Sarah Bessie. And I'm like, thank you, God. Finally, finally someone that's talking about these real issues and and they don't hold the punches on their stuff. Like they, they lay stuff out and it's not just these very generalizations of, stuff. (laughs) And I don't have time to go into all of that tonight. And again, like I'm not the expert in the field, so go check out their stuff. Um, If I had to do it over again, or if you're new and getting into a relationship with someone or you're, you know, newly engaged, dating, doing premarital stuff, I would highly recommend reading Leslie Vernick's books and watching her videos. Um, reading and listening to Sheila Gregor's things, um, reading Boundaries in Marriage from Henry Cloud and um, I think David Townsend, sorry if I'm not remembering his name. It's Townsend and Cloud. Um, I read Boundaries and I enjoyed that one, but honestly, Boundaries in Marriage was just so much better. And I only recently read that um, because my husband and I were having some theological differences on some things and I didn't know how to disagree and give emotional space while also saying I don't feel comfortable and I still feel convicted about teaching our kid this thing. And like it took a long time. It took, oh gosh, probably like three hours of conversing about these different things before we realized like we're on the same page with it. Um, But I think that it's important when, you know, you might have a... Uh, partner spouse that is not on the same spiritual journey as you're on like you're gonna hopefully be somewhat close in that for compatibility purposes but you know you're still two different people and um 
they talk a lot about how to give uh, boundaries for yourself and working through some of those things. And again, I don't agree with every single thing in their book, but I felt like I wish that I would have read that like, you know, back 12 years ago before we got married because it would have been able, I think it would have been able to give me some insight into how to raise conflict and how to argue through things without causing other problems. <laughs> and and like I said, that's just something that, you know, you have to you have to learn how to work through it. I've I've talked with one of my dear friends and she talks a lot about, you know, we we teach kids academically, we teach them, you know, most kids, well, a lot of kids know, you know, the basic side of things with home ec and that kind of thing. But we don't teach about mental health and we don't teach as much about um, like relational health. And I think that that's really important. And again, like sometimes it, it kind of blindsides you and you realize once you're in the middle of, of something, it's like, oh, great. I don't have the tools to work through this. Um, and then that's when you start seeking answers, or at least again, that's what I do. And so Lately, I've been trying to read through some of those things um, to to help myself. And I have had several friends and family members that have contacted me and asked, hey, what would you do in this situation? And I, my, there's a gut feeling of what I would do. And then there's the questions of, well, would I really do that if that were me? And would I really do that if, you know, there's kids involved? And what are the laws about these things? And stuff is just complicated sometimes. So, yes. So if you're if you're new, newly in a relationship or you have questions about stuff and conflict and issues, um, again, read <laughs> Boundaries in Marriage by Cloud and Townsend. Read Leslie Vernick's books. Um, Sheila Gregor, she has some really good books too. Um, I've been following her blog and her podcast more than reading her books, but I have read three of her books um, so far. And also, um, I read one recent, well, I'm, not, I'm actually not quite finished with it yet, but there's one called Why Does He Do That? Inside the Minds of Angry and Controlling Men by Lundy uh, Bancroft. And honestly, if I would have started with those before marriage, before being in, well, and honestly, like not even before marriage, but like before even dating, that would have given me such insight um, into just some emotional health and life skills. Um, and then again, giving me some tools to be like, be able to be more of an encouragement to the friends that I and friends and family members that have been walking through stuff so anyway read my, my caution with all this is to just read some of these Christian books with an with a grain of salt um, I worked at a Christian bookstore for 10 years and I didn't read some of these books until the past four or five years and yeah it's just 
mind-boggling how some of them are so incredibly misogynistic. And yeah, just read it with a grain of salt and know just like if you are a, a Christian, just because it's coming from a Christian bookstore doesn't mean you should take it as the gospel truth because sometimes these things can be incredibly damaging. Um, and again, people like Sheila Gregor have done incredible amounts of research and um, my hat's off to them and also, you know, like, just go check it out. Um, my second my second point, and I'm sorry, this is long and I'm rambling, but, you know, it's late and it's just, there's a lot involved with this kind of stuff. But second point with all of this, um, don't, and it's funny as I have this as my thing, because I just said sorry for rambling, but don't apologize or feel guilty when you are going through something and you need to get help. I have talked about this on a couple of other episodes. Um, I talked about this with my friend Bethany on her, uh, when we had a podcast about anxiety and mental wellness. And, you know, our society is very much the American side of things of like, you need to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and that kind of thing. And even if you grew up in a home like I did, where it's like, you know, you you hear about the Bible and people needing each other and, you know, God made the whole body and we're all supposed to help each other and all that. There's still a level of guilt and shame and like I apologized to my two friends when I had to ask, when I felt like I really needed to ask for help. And one of them was, she was like, you need to quit apologizing. Like, I am happy to talk through these things. If you've never had to talk through this stuff, well, then you need to talk through it. And, you know, I think that that's something that maybe it's something that women do. Maybe it's something that Christian women do. I I don't know. Maybe it's just something that I've done. Um, but don't don't apologize when you need help or feel guilty about needing help and build a support group of people that you can trust. Um, and I know that that can be difficult sometimes. I always ran the risk of, well, my husband and I have a great marriage, so I don't want to badmouth him to anybody. And I love what Leslie Vernick said about badmouthing. She was like, if you're badmouthing just to talk bad about someone, that's, you know, that's not good. And I have to watch that with myself because I, I have to watch that with myself. But when you are talking through an issue to get a second opinion or advice or to say, hey, you know what? I've only been married five years and you've been married 25 years. What would, you know, what would you have done in this situation? Or did you work through some of that? That's good and healthy. Um, I have this little thing that I do where I do test people with small secrets first before I trust them with the big ones. Um, and obviously that, that's not always a foolproof method, method, but, um, you know, you can do that, but definitely build a support group of people that you can trust, whether it's someone in your family, whether it's somebody at church, you know, whether you just 
for a while, you just need to talk just to a therapist, but build a support group because no matter where you are in life, you need other people that can encourage you and be very honest with you. And you might not, like I've told my mom this several times because she doesn't want to be meddling. And I said, mom, you know what? If you tell me something like, okay, with with my kiddo, your grandkid, if you tell me something, it's all in the tone. Like if you say, hey, have you thought about this thing? Or, you know, when I did this with you guys, I thought I was making the right decision. And then in hindsight, maybe I didn't make the right decision. You want to think about this. It's all in the manner of approaching somebody with it. Um, And so anyway, just build that support group and don't apologize or feel guilty when you need to ask for help from that support group because more than likely, you're going to need help with that, with whatever you are doing, whatever you're doing in life. Um, I've learned that very, very much being a new mom. Um, It's just support group is sometimes it's very helpful I had a mom tell me that the other day where she was like you know what my baby is he's I love him to pieces but he's high maintenance and I'm like okay thank you thank you that makes me feel so much better (laughs) um you know when when you hear from another mom that her baby's chill and the baby sleeps all the time I'm like well that's nice for you so just having that sentiment of encouragement um it's a good thing it it makes you feel better And I think that we need each other for those kind of things. Third point, um, when you have gone through a crisis in your intimate relationship, um, whether it's dating or marriage or whatever, seek healing. And again, from a, sometimes that's needed from someone that has professional experience in counseling or in trauma, um, One of the things that I feel like has helped me work through some things with myself and with some friends, um, Michael John Cusick has a podcast called Restoring the Soul. And his wife, Julianne, talks on there. She has, I think, five episodes. And she talks about different aspects of betrayal trauma and five things that husbands or an intimate partner can do when um, trust has been broken or when they have broken their marriage vows or that kind of thing. So definitely seek some help and some healing aspects of that. Um, again, you can't do all this alone. I, I am the oldest of nine children. I myself through school and there are some times where I on the Enneagram I'm a one and two even though tonight forgive me for all the perfectionists I am not being a perfectionist tonight um (laughs) I I snuck into my two side more than the one tonight because I just felt like the need of getting out there and helping rather than focusing on the perfectionism side but on on that like sometimes I don't ask for help because it's not that I feel like I have to do it and be in control and I'm too prideful of it. It's because I don't want to bother somebody else. And, you know, when somebody asks me for help, most of the time, I am so happy to help them. 
And I have been learning. Um, again, the past five years, I've been really trying to work on myself on stuff. And I have been learning how to say no without feeling guilty. Um, but then on the, on the same token, like most of the time, most people are happy to help. And I've told my friends, there's been a couple of times with some conversations where the only thing I can say is, I'm sorry, I love you. I'm praying for you. I don't have the answers right now, but you know, I'm here to send you a hug or, you know, give you a virtual hug and, and thank you for telling me and sharing with me and I can listen to you. And you know what? If you need to come sit and have a cup of tea and eat chocolate, that's okay. We can sit in silence and do that. Um, and I think that all of those aspects can aid to the healing process. There have been times in my life where I haven't reached out for healing, one, because I didn't know that I needed to until something else triggered something. And then I was like, oh, I have not recovered from that thing. I need to work through that. Um, And, you know, I think that that's true with any aspect of our lives. But definitely um, seek some assistance with that. And, you know on what I would caution um, on point number four. Like, if you're starting a new relationship with someone or you're in a relationship and you're starting to second-guess yourself, start reading materials and look for... First, trust your gut and then look for ways to become more knowledgeable about whatever the issue is. And this is something that, uh, one of the things that I've learned along the side of things. Over the past few years, I have been looking at Christian and non-Christian resources. Now, that might seem like a no-brainer to some, but I, again, I grew up in a very conservative Christian home, and there was a lot of times this this thing being taught at church of you have all the answers that you need to know from Jesus and from your Bible and from church and the fact of the matter is that's not true and I think those things are good I still absolutely love Jesus I still pray every day Um, I said this uh, on the Uh, mental illness episode, like the anxiety and mental illness. If somebody's going through something like that, absolutely I pray. Absolutely I think that it's good to ask somebody to pray for you and with you and encourage you with, you know, Bible and scripture. That's great. But also you need to seek professional guidance and depending on the issue, um, Well, I mean, regardless of the issue, but look at things and look at other resources to get a broader perspective because sometimes some of these issues that are within the arena of domestic abuse are not addressed at all in Christian circles. And I tried to have a conversation on a blog, uh, on a, a 
Christian group about um, something, asking, essentially asking the question of, I have a friend going through something, didn't tell the friend's name or obviously what the thing was that they were going through, but asking what kind of support the church has had for domestic abuse. And nobody answered except for one professional counselor in the group who actually does that for a living. And uh, she does. she's a professional counselor. She's an LPC. And she said that, unfortunately, she has not seen that. And she's grew, grown up in church all of her life. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I have... Um, I have a friend that's an atheist, and I have a friend that is, I would put them in the area of devout Christian, Um, and I run things by them, and this doesn't always have to be on marriage stuff, like, I mean, it's not, like, most of the time, it's about all kinds of different things, but I think that it's really important to broaden your perspective and your area of knowledge on these things when you're starting to when somebody's telling you not to trust your gut or when you know you've been lied to or betrayed or experienced violence in any sense read things from both sides um it will help give you a more well-rounded perspective and you know sometimes like I've I've said this a lot in in my jobs like sometimes you don't know the right questions to ask until you've been through the thing and that's something that I think we often and I say we but again I'm speaking from my personal experience and the people that I have been working with Um, my dear friends and family that have worked through some really tough issues. And you just need that broader perspective. So for the Christians that are listening, for the Christian women that are listening, there's, there, I could do a whole episode on critical thinking and how to, you know, go through and vet resources and all that kind of thing. But um, I had a course in college about that. But definitely seek out help that's not just from Christian resources, whether it's magazine articles or blogs or other medical journals. Like, you're going to need some support from other systems. And then finally... um, with with all of this, I I have friends, just to put some of this in perspective, and then I'm going to wrap things up. I have had friends and family members, I'm going to put those in both categories here, where their partner has been incredibly, incredibly ugly to them because of infertility. I have had friends and family that their partner has neglected them financially or emotionally 
but then they've been all for being the most kind, helpful person to other people. I have had experience with friends and family telling me that their voices are not being heard or their voices are diminished or their opinion doesn't matter because the man is saying one thing and he thinks his word is the final say-so. And especially in Christian circles, um, this is going to sound bad to some of you. Please know that it's coming out of a heart of conviction now. I do not embrace the side of things of being the submissive Christian housewife. Um, that can take many definitions for different people, but just in that side of things, um, in our society, we are equal partners. Now, whether that spouse chooses to move forward in that partnership in an equal way is honestly up to both spouses. Um, The aspects of financial infidelity and withholding resources, withholding information, withholding passwords, withholding bank account information, lying about things, that's wrong. Substance abuse. I've had multiple friends and family that have talked to me about the aspects of substance abuse, whether it's drugs or alcohol. You know what? You have to learn, you as a woman have to learn how to stand up for yourself, how to directly communicate and say, you know what? You can do what you want, but I choose to do this thing and I'm not doing that thing. And It's complicated, I know, but please, please, please don't put up with stuff. Um, I've had friends and family that have (laughs) skirted around the ideas of cheating because they think that pornography is not cheating. They think that um, cyber sex is not cheating. They think that sleeping with somebody else before marriage and then not disclosing it was fine. And none of those things are okay. Um, Those are just a few, a few of the issues that we've worked through. And, you know, I'm finally, I think feel like I'm finally learning and it's taken a while but this idea of and and Leslie Burnick and Sheila Gregor talk about this a decent bit they talk about the aspects of being a peacemaker versus a peacekeeper and yes God calls us to be peacemakers We are called to live at peace with our, you know, community and to be kind and to be loving. And I'm not saying that that's not good. I think that's a very good thing. But the aspect of being a peacekeeper is when it comes down to someone hurting you, 
in any way, in any form of abuse, whether it's physical, psychological, sexual, emotional, the list goes on. Um, If you want to look at another good resource, Sarah McDougall has a lot of um, phenomenal things, and I'll try to put that in the in the show notes as well. Um, but if you if you feel like you're being mistreated, and it may, you know one of the things that I've heard, maybe you don't want to call it abuse because maybe it's not a pattern, maybe it's somebody working through their own stuff, and you want to call it mistreatment, or you want to call it unkindness, or you want to call it whatever you want to call it. If someone is making you feel small, diminished, undiminished, unimportant, or fearful, then they are not being the loving and kind, intimate partner that you need. And it's not for me to tell anybody else what you should or shouldn't do. That gets especially complicated with children. Um, My heart goes out to the people that I know that have been working through stuff. But, (laughs) please know this. If you are a friend or family or acquaintance that I know, maybe we we don't know each other well, I am not going to fault you or judge you for getting a divorce or for choosing to separate from your intimate partner or spouse if you feel like you need to because of your own physical, emotional, spiritual well-being and for, for you and or for your children if you have children. And you know what? I think we need to get better about telling each other that. I think as women supporting each other, um, you need to get better about telling people that. I'm not going to fault you for those things. I'm not going to try to um, coach you into staying in a relationship that maybe you're feeling that it's time to end it. Um, And I don't take divorce lightly. Like, I don't think anybody does. I don't think anybody wakes up one morning and goes, oh, you know what, today I don't want to be married anymore. Or, you know what, today I'm going to make a run for my life with my me and or, and or my children. Nobody just wakes up and wants that. Nobody wants their marriage to just fail. Right? As the good majority of people do not want that, especially women. But if it comes down to that, please know that I don't judge you. And I think that you are strong enough. I think you are smart enough. I think you are brave enough. And my hope is that we will all continue learning and growing. And for the men that are out there that are listening, um, you know, learn from your mistakes None of us are going to get through life perfectly. That's just, you know, I I wrestle with that as an Enneagram one. I really wrestle with that. Um, And I've had to watch myself with it. But (laughs) knowing that you're not perfect and using 
any of those things that I mentioned a minute ago as an excuse, go get help. (laughs) Get professional help. Change. Do something. I know change is hard. Like my first episode uh, with this was talking about weight loss and how it was such a beast to get. I I have I still haven't lost officially 50 pounds yet. That's my goal. Um, well, and I actually I take that back. I did lose it, and then we went on vacation, and I ate cobbler and ice cream five times, and you know, it's hard. It's life is tough sometimes, but don't let your shallow excuses cause you to hurt the things, the people that you're supposed to love the most. Um, and you know what? If you like whatever that is on that list, whether it's your finances or your your ego and your identity and your sexual urges or whatever, if you like that more then you love your spouse or intimate partner and and your children, then you're absolutely wrong. And you know what? I'm not going to go after you on a, you know, legal level. Um, Well, unless, you know, you come after me and my kid and then Mama Bear will come out. Um, I'm not going to just... My goal is not to start prosecuting the men that maybe aren't doing what they need to do. My my goal for this is to speak to the women and again to let you know you are loved, you are smart, you are capable and you can do anything you set your mind to. You are strong and don't let anybody else tell you otherwise all I have for tonight. Please take care and know that I'm thinking of you and praying for you along this journey. Mm-hmm.